This podcast is brought to you by Asia New York, the amazing outdoors. This is Asia. My family's got some land upstate, boy. Let's check out some of these. Look at this. This is a camping uh, video right here. Just a couple of pictures. And it's a huge campground with a bunch of stuff going on. Look at this. Dude, that's crazy. You got ATVs. So they train you. And then they have kids. They have a kids one right here. Look at this. Kids ATVs, man. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So if you want to go ATV trailing, definitely hit up Asia New York. It's in uh, Woodridge, New York. It says they're located in Lower Catskills, 90 minutes drive away, 90 minutes away from NYC. Really, really cool. Look, they got a girl power one here, I think. <laughs> so we do have like a huge fleet of uh, ATVs, man, you know, so we can definitely accommodate a bunch of people. Here's some of their tour uh, footage here. I think we looked at this already. But they've got really, really cool stuff. Um, I know they're going to be posting more content. I'm going to be heading up there to be vlogging. And uh, I definitely can't wait. There's like so many cool things happening here. Look at that. Just beautiful campgrounds. Um, these videos are very focused on ATVs because that's what they were um, experimenting with uh, in the past year. But they do have like actual just camping, camping. You know, if you want to just do that, it's totally cool. And uh, we're going to have a bunch of other stuff available soon. So definitely keep an eye out on Asia New York on Instagram. You can message them for any questions or anything like that. Yo, what is good, YouTubes? It's your boy, Ray, and this is the Everyday City Carry. And today... It's morning time. I'm not recording at night. We have a special guest. We have Treddy on the show, finally. One of the biggest guests of the show. How's it going, buddy? It's going fine. Thanks. I got some free time to do some uh, video stuff, doing some stuff around the house or the, the apartment here. And uh, pretty, pretty chill here for the beginning of the year. And then it's going to start uh, next week again with working at the hospital. Wow. That is, uh, what do you do at the hospital? I'm an ENT doc, so mm -hmm. uh, ear, nose, and throat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do all that, all the tumors, regular stuff like ear operations, Whoa. tonsils, stuff like that. My uh, wife is in uh, school for a surgical technician right now, um, and she literally will just send me a picture of her like holding a uterus or something. I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty awesome. And my dad is actually an OBGYN. Wow. <laughs> She's like, oh, today we had to remove this lady's uterus. I'm like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> and it's so funny that she's very comfortable being in a room with all that going on, but she cannot watch horror movies, really. You know, okay. kind of a yeah. strange thing. You kind of you just uh, completely forget when you're in the operating room that it is a person is just like, stuff you're working on and as soon as you're outside the operating room it kind of kind of changes that kind of happens with, with surgeons like naturally and people who can't do that for some reason just do internal medicine or something else wow that makes sense um so the reason why i wanted to have you on here of course like you're pretty much i mean i would say uh, a staple in knife youtube i came across your channel when i first you know got on to this everyday carry game and i was just watching literally every single channel i came across and then i was like oh look at this dude you know um i didn't know anything about you and like i said i was calling it seven ready <laughs> for the longest time man so i'm glad that 
Uh, it is Treddy, and I'm glad I got that correction. But that's kind of my fault. I think it's it's pretty misunderstandable from uh, from the channel name. So, how long have you had your channel up? Uh, I have it for a very long time, but like nine years. But I haven't been posting anything for about the first four years or something. Yeah. I posted one video that was more like. Uh, just uh, like a spur of the moment thing about a CO2 air rifle, like a lever ah. action pellet gun mm -hmm. uh, that I got for Christmas or something. And uh, that got like 180,000 views up until now. Oh. And then I thought, wow, this is pretty easy. Maybe I can do this with, uh, with other stuff. And then uh, the other videos didn't do that well. <laughs> uh, but I kind of kept on doing it. And uh, I did some gun stuff at the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, like a revolver and something like that and then uh, I kind of got more and more into knives some kind of EDC gear and but mostly knives now it doesn't yeah. get that much recognition or views but it's just fun to do the videos and uh, I'm not in it for any kind of material gains or anything I just like to share this stuff also because in Switzerland or in Europe in general there is not that much uh, community going on as as in the States for example yeah i you know what's crazy is i got into it um making like kind of cinematic reviews uh of of knives um i, I bought a like the first expensive knife i bought is a zt 0456 um this one is uh anodized by jd cutlery and the first knife uh knife review i actually did was was of this knife and I did crazy stuff in there. Like I dressed up as Iron Man and I dressed up as a ninja. Like I was walking around the city. So like really out of the ordinary type of videos for the knife community, especially at that time. I think it was like four and a half years ago. Um, I felt like, you know, we need some humor in here. Um, but now mostly uh, I do to touch back on what you said about it doesn't get a lot of views and stuff. So I love doing this. Like what you and I are doing right now, podcasting is my favorite thing to do. Like if I could do this for a living, I would do it in a heartbeat. It's my favorite. I just love talking to people, meeting interesting people, other creators and stuff like that. And um, it, it's true. Like <laughs> YouTube definitely has pretty low like CPM rates compared to other things like photography or tech, for example, um, video games, things like that. And uh I think what's kept me going is probably that chat that you and I are in, man. You know what I mean? Where we get to talk to all of our buddies and they're some of the more prominent figures in the community. And it kind of like kept me going. And then now this like podcasting is what we do now. Like even Kelly, she's at work right now. Um, she's the co-host and it's become this kind of like odd thing in the knife community. It's not knife centric as much. It is getting to know the people in the community and just, you know, being silly with your friends and stuff like that. Um, what have you noticed, uh, uh, you know, change from the beginning of when you started like doing Knife YouTube to now? Like, do you see like any significant changes in the way the community works? Yeah, it, it has become much more like uh, the uncoupled from the gun and tactical side of things. So at first, the the one that got me into all these things with a very cheap kind of Kershaw chill, which was the first knife I ever had, like $15 Kershaw chill, which was like 35 here in Switzerland for no reason, but uh, was uh, not fancy, which is mainly yes. a gun military kind of guy. 
now doing more and more goofy shit and has not really <laughs> any any knowledge about knives now when you when you look back at it um but he got me into knives and the knives that he showed were more like tactical self-defense uh, stuff he carried in his flight suit and things like that and nowadays it's the most of the bigger channels like Nick Shabazz is a perfect like antidote to somebody like not fancy or people like that and I think that's something that really has changed and uh, for the better in terms of making this stuff like more um, how do you say more more um, adept for the for the normal kind of community if you're showing not fancy video to like a normal guy from the street he thinks we are all completely crazy if you show them a video by <laughs> Um, by uh, Bass or some of the other guys, it's it's more reasonable. You see, oh, these are interesting objects. They have some some special things going on. There is some uh, artistry involved in in making them, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's the way we should go. It should be more like watches and not like guns. Yeah, I think that's the way to go for the whole community to make this more mainstream. I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um... Because I'm part of a bunch of communities since, uh, you know, I'm, I'm into gaming, I'm into anime, I watch movies, I watch shows, and I certainly talk about those things. Um, and it's crazy when I look at these other spaces, because I communicate with people from, you know, creating content on that on TikTok and on Twitter. Like, it's crazy just how far behind the knife community is with that type of stuff. Like, um I always try to promote people to make content on TikTok because that's the next like thing. And, you know, we should have a place there as well. There's some everyday carry content creators on there, including myself. But uh, people are so like they don't want to adapt to a new technology. You know what I mean? But but knife people weren't on Instagram until they were, you know, and now it's like huge. Everyone's yeah. on Instagram. Instagram is like the main place to be in the knife community. Yeah. But I'm the same way. I mean, I'm, I'm much younger than you, I found out recently, but I, <laughs> I couldn't do TikTok videos. I'm very struggling with, I did a couple of shorts now and then I, I yeah. just started out. Mm -hmm. The first one got pretty impressive views, but then it kind of died down and I don't really have the formula for it. I don't really yeah. like the videos in, in the end. I really mm -hmm. like doing what I do and that's the thing I'm comfortable with. And I think that is just most of the knife community is doing their thing they're stuck in in that what they do and they like that and they don't really have a push to um innovate or adapt to the new technology as long as the things that we have are working as well mm -hmm. as they do now so well i mean what's insane is and i always talk about this is that you know um how are you going to pull the younger generation in you know what i mean these guys that are listening to mumble rap and wearing skinny jeans and wearing Yeezys and are so used to this short form content. And I used to think that it wouldn't work for the knife community, but you guys, uh, you have guys like Everyday Minimalist who is over 100K subscribers on YouTube just from shorts alone, like killing it, making money. He just bought a house. He's 21, man. You know, so, you know, I, I think that until a person like that came about, I never knew that there could be an actual like influencer type person to make it in our community. But this kid is like doing it already, like in front of our eyes. You know what I mean? So I definitely think that maybe five years down the line, people are going to be more open to other things because people are going to be younger coming into it. You know, like the dads and, and uh, you know, mid 30s guys that watch us are going to be a little older. 
And then you got the youngins coming in and they're going to expect that type of content. And I said this on the Knife Nuts podcast. I said, you know, the staple channels like Nick Shabazz, even you, Metal Complex, Advanced Knife, not Advanced Knife, bro. Like the tabletop guys that are big, they're always going to be big because their fans are always going to be there. But the younger kids are going to want to watch people doing you know, the more like short form stuff um, I, I mix with reviews. And then you have the podcasting crowd that listen to this. I didn't think this was going to succeed. But, you know, um, people will message me like I'll, I'll comment in a random Facebook knife group that I barely use Facebook, actually. And then when I'll, I'll comment in and then just people that I don't know will be like, man, I love listening to your podcast. I watch it like every week. And I'm like, what the? Because you don't see those metrics on YouTube. You know, you just, you kind of like don't see that. Some people might be listening on audio. I mean, my point is, I think that in order for the community to kind of uh, grow, um, we have to like adapt to the younger generation, you know, because we're all going to get old. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's certainly the case. But I I don't know if the the guys that are doing the the content now are the ones to adapt or the new guys coming in have to kind of fill that niche yeah because i think we or i think metal complex and and, and the, the larger guys i don't really count me uh, in that in that tier of course i'm You're like stable, five bro. five thousand subscribers stable, but uh, <laughs> i don't really think that they need to adapt because what they're doing is working very well for them i think yep. maybe if you're starting out knife youtube now you should certainly have multiple legs to stand on. Certainly Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and especially YouTube Shorts, and then do some reviews on the site in the kind of traditional format. And uh, that'll be a good mix to start out. If you start out now, don't only do YouTube videos. It will get you pretty much nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> do you know Backpack B? How, I didn't understand that. Uh, do you know the channel um, Backpack B? No. I'm going to show you right now. It's going to blow your mind. Um, he's a knife content creator on YouTube. And I push this guy as hard as I can, like every time, uh, because he's just incredible. Hold on. My mouse is kind of acting wonky. Let me get uh, one of the videos that are going to <laughs> just kind of like when I watch this guy. And this was like at the peak of me making like cinematic style reviews, like kind of like the old stuff. And this guy just blew my mind, like with what he did here. Um, I'm going to mute it. Let's see. Lower it a little bit. I'll share it with you right now. This, this platform that I that we use, a lot of uh, live shows and podcasts use this StreamYard platform right now. It's pretty cool. Like I can show you videos and stuff. Um, yeah, that's nice. I saw that on some some other yeah. podcasts. And podcasts, I think, is a really cool um, medium. I, I uh, listen to a lot of knife related and also some some like uh, comedy podcasts. Yeah, uh, I love it's about two years or so. What like comedy podcasts you listen to? Yeah, these are these are uh, Swiss German uh, comedy podcasts. Ah, gotcha. I watch a lot of the comedians like out here. Um, that's like what that's the type of content I consume the most is. Uh, podcast content i think i listen to just hours and hours of this stuff especially if you have things to do but you can't watch anything you just listen to it it kind of just keeps you motivated i don't know if uh, that's the right way to explain it but that's 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 why i uh listen to this stuff so much but yeah, let's the same backpack. thing goes for for mc's uh, knife guy episodes these are more like podcasts mm -hmm. with some little things here and there to take a look at so those are also 
kind of cool blend yeah. between the two genres. Yeah, I like MCE, man. What he's doing. This dude just works so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, a BRS Evolve Eon unboxing and review from Backpack B. Um, let's check it out. If you're not familiar with BRS, otherwise known as Blade Runner Systems, they are a company that's made a name for themselves by bringing some of the most popular battle songs to the market. Their battle songs have become a favorite in the flipping community thanks to their quality, balance, and high level of performance. As of late, BRS has made major moves in the folding knife space with their Evolved Knife lineup. In my opinion, the Eon is one of the standout designs in the Evolved series, and there's an obvious reason for that. That reason is that this knife was designed by Elijah Isham, a prolific knife designer that has designed amazing insane, body of right? work over the past couple of years. If you're into knives, you probably recognize most, if it not all. It looks like from pieces. a major network, like yes. informative documentary about a certain topic. Yes, and look at the view. <laughs> look at the subscriber count. Very low. I push this guy as much as I can. I think he's a real treasure in the knife community. He is a Grammy award-winning motion graphics specialist. Like you have seen his stuff on TV if you watch anything <laughs> in America. But he just happens- And he likes them. Yeah, he just happens to be a chill guy from Jersey. He's been on the podcast a few times. I love having him on. And just like really humble. Like he doesn't even think he's like, he ain't shit. That's what he thinks of himself. He's like, I'm just making videos. And I'm like, bro, do you understand that any knife com company would be like, lucky to have you like in their roster like doing any of this Aisha crazy is a popular stuff. designer working with companies such as Sabuvi, Kaiser, <laughs> and Wina. it's insane but but this is what i mean like i think these guys are a little bit um you know behind when it comes to uh like subscriber count and things like that uh but i think in the future that's what the kids are going to want to watch right i think he is just overqualified for that space because <laughs> You just you just need to be fast first, have a good yeah. eye for like titles and things. And yeah. then I have felt that with some of my videos as well. Mm. Lots of videos that I didn't find uh, particularly very well made or where I thought I missed here and there uh, some stuff uh, were, were performing quite well. And others that I thought I really got into all details, did a really good video, some nice visuals, upgraded here and there, some stuff that I don't always do with inlays and, and information didn't do as well. I think it's more about the topic itself than how you present it. But those videos were really cool. Yeah. And uh, I think in terms of like uh, commercials and like informative videos for companies in the in the knife industry, that would be amazing. Uh, but I don't wow. know if they really value that stuff as much as they actually should. So I don't yeah. know if... Yeah. Companies totally are really agree, looking yeah. for that at the moment, but they certainly will in the future when they are losing a customer base that is dying away, basically. Like literally dying away because we'll all be so old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you have to bring um, you know, the new generation. And I remember in that chat that you and I are in, the uh, I call it the Knife YouTube Elites chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no idea what I'm doing there. I actually got in there. Uh, Me too! <laughs> Metal Complex is the one that got me in. I was like, I had when I the first day I was in there, I was like, I cannot even believe I'm talking to these people right now, you know. And I'm like, oh my god, Nick Shabazz thinks I'm funny. It's like he gives me dopamine for the rest of the day. Um, but you know, this is the other guy I was talking about. Uh, I like to push him as well. He does not need it, honestly. He's at 114,000 subscribers. 
basically on the backbone of just like this is a five thousand dollar switchblade and this is a fifty dollar switchblade they are almost exactly the same length this one has a crazy damascus blade and this one has a d2 blade if you hate looking at expensive things then i suggest that you don't subscribe to my channel yeah, I don't know why he said that because I think he it was a it was probably a clap back to somebody in the comments as saying like, oh, why would I pay that much money and stuff? So that's his shorts content, you know, on average anywhere from five to ten thousand uh, uh, views, and um, you know, but he does like really crazy. Like, look at this content right here. So this is remember to say hi. Uh, let's go. Oh see. yeah, I know this guy. Yeah, I this guy's pretty fucking good, dude. Like, this is the next wave, I think, when it comes to just uh, reviews, because this is what they're doing everywhere else. Like, whether it's tech, whether it's whatever, yeah. they're doing cinematic style. I mean, this guy. What's is, going is on, guys? Great. Welcome back. Um, to but yeah, I, I just it, I just wanted to show that because I, you know, yeah, it, I it looks that. exactly like some of the like uh, Apple reviewing guys that get yes. new stuff and it looks exactly mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, it's but, it's kind of like what YouTube looks like right now. But again, you know, you're right. Uh, I, I don't think companies are looking for that just yet. They're just looking at the metrics, view counts. You know, how much is this guy, uh, you know, getting viewed? I mean, I mean, Everyday Minimalist definitely has uh, brand sponsors for sure. Uh, but uh, it's it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's I think things are changing and. Uh, I've always felt like I was catering to that kind of market and I have not had a bunch of success in it. But this past year, like definitely things started happening. And uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see new content creators in the knife community because I, I love it. Even though I'm into so much other shit, um, you know, I, I, I have a lot of stuff on my table right now. <laughs> like this is a... Uh, I just got this right here. And we can talk about some of your knives as well. This is the, Yes, I, I saw the... You did a video or, or like an unboxing? A live. Some yeah. video about that knife, I think. Just yeah. pretty recently. I did. Um, I'll probably do a review on it like soon. Um, I'm interested in that like wood scale type knife on your table right there. That one here? Yeah. So sick. Yeah. That's a, actually a French custom by um, Guy Pogeni is his name. He's quite well known in Europe, but like just a level below, um, oh, what's his name? The most uh, most recognized uh, French knife maker, What what's, uh, David Lespec. He's like okay. one rank below him. And this is his Sanyo model, which is like a, wow. an, a, um, a Japanese inspired uh, overall design. It has this little oh, curve going on in the back, and the wood is like the most beautiful wood I have ever seen on a any kind of knife. Actually, this is wow. um, Tasmanian black wood, and it oh. kind of changes from every angle you look at it. It's a bit a bit like um, koa wood, mm -hmm. but from Hawaii, right? Amazing. He even has uh, carbon fiber liners down there, so it can uh, expand and contract and doesn't lose any kind of. Uh, it's tolerances, has a carbon fiber backspace, your lanyard post right there runs on bearings, has an Almax steel blade. And uh, I even managed to get a clipped version from this, which is with most um, French makers very hard to do because they kind of hate clips. It's a pretty shallow <laughs> one, but it has some spring to it. And uh, in most of my pants, it actually works. And it's just an absolutely gorgeous um, piece. Wow. It's a liner lock as well.
That's beautiful, man. That is beautiful. I watched your uh, Knives of the Year just before we hopped on, and um, I was very happy with that list, actually. Very different from the other lists I've watched, and, uh, you know, cool to see some budget stuff. Just, like, different taste, you know? And uh, you had that Six Hour on there that you have on the table and that Justin Lundquist. Um, that Justin Lundquist knife with the JG10, who made that again? That's the Variant PE, which is a bit an odd name, I think. Mm. Uh, but it's like a modern interpretation of a swayback pattern. It's yeah. a very toned down swayback, which I actually like because I don't like the very exaggerated swaybacks. They don't really fit mm. your hand well, yeah. at least for me. But this is a very cool... A design from him. He also does customs of these in like 20 CV made in the US by himself. He has about done 50 of those, but those don't come with a clip, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. He actually provides a leather slip with a clip with the knife, but wow. I just would prefer a clip. But he thinks clips kind of ruin the ergonomics, which I can see, but it should be an option uh, if you get a custom, in my opinion. <laughs> but this is just a cool. Uh, knife is like $70.69, I think, wow. made by QSP. This is 14C28N oh, on the steel and uh, oh. runs on bearings, super smooth. And yeah. just a cool, different knife in an affordable price point. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, mm. these are kind of sold out now. Maybe Knife Joy has some left, but on his website, it's gone. Wow. Um, I, you know, speaking of 14C28N, I think I was having a discussion. I think you were asleep already in the, uh, the elites group chat. Um, and I was like, when did 14C28N become so expensive? Like these knives that are having them on now, they end up running like 70 to $90, $100. And it used to be, you could find knives that were 30 bucks that had 14C28N. Uh, yeah, like Kershaw did a bunch of knives in the 14th. Yeah. It was like the main budget steal of, of yeah. Kershaw. They had some great knives in 14C20 then. There were even bucks that used 14C20 then in their Vantage yeah. line. I had one of those very long time ago. And uh, it's one of my favorite kind of budget steals, I have Same. to say. Same. I'd say uh, 14C20 then or like Nitro V. I'm glad Nitro V is getting a lot of shine right now in the budget world because, you know, this wasn't... It sounds a bit more cool than 14C28N. <laughs> yeah, 14C28N, my girl is like, what are you talking about? Um, I do have some segments here. I don't know if you've ever watched the show at all, but I prepared yeah. segments for you. In preparation, I actually watched the one with uh, Knife Nerdery, I think. Oh, Knife Nerdery, yeah, yeah, cool guy. I, I, I like him. One of the new channels that... Um, yeah, I, I dig his stuff. Uh, let me see. Let me pull up. Yeah, he has some cool videos. And he kind of started out right full guns blazing with customs and everything. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, I, I think I would have to say my favorite newcomer probably. I mean, he's not. I think he started in 2020, not 2021. Is that Backpack B-Kid. That's that. Watching that. um I invited him on the podcast like immediately. I like bumped somebody's episode to the week after because this I just wanted to show this kid's work. And uh, the fact that he's so chill. I mean, he's probably my favorite newcomer. Uh, Tri-State EDC is another one, like really funny, kind of advanced knife bro type stuff um, yeah. with humor. So I do like that. Uh, here are the, uh, the segments here. So I'm going to click on these. And uh, Sharper Doll is basically a segment where we look at knives in your case. And um, we're going to decide whether it's sharp, meaning good, or dull, being bad. And I do have some Blade HQ 
type stuff here. And let me see. I'm going to open this link like this. Okay. You know what? Let me share that screen instead. And let me do that right now. <laughs> this is so crazy, dude. Oh, <laughs> the Marfio and Custom Interceptor fixed blade knife cord. Uh, $6,072. <laughs> Let's take a look at some of the pictures here. All right. So there you go. Very formidable, I guess, looking blade there. Um, there's the sheath. And it comes really with the blade there. There's the sheath. You could put stuff inside it, man. Look cool. If you have any money left to buy stuff, to put inside <laughs> it after you buy this. What the heck? I, mean... I would go uh, dull, like for <laughs> any any Marfion stuff. Um, oh, I like gosh. maybe the new how is it called? Socom Bravo. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah. Love to just check it out. How how it feels. Um, but most of the Marfion custom stuff is heavily overpriced. Looks kind of cool sometimes, but in general, uh, not something I'm uh, pretty fond of. Look, what's the blade steel is W2. I've never heard of that steel before. No, me neither. Uh, you had uh, titanium bolster material and uh, cord handle. Um. I, yeah, I'm just not six grand is quite a big ask when there are, you know, you could buy like Rocksteads and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, of course. You could yeah. buy you could buy multiple Rocksteads for that, yeah. for that <laughs> <It's price. insane>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go dull on the Marfione custom. Yeah. Or and... watches. You could also buy some pretty sick watches yes. for six grand. Exactly. I mean so uh, what I did with this uh, segment actually is I just uh, went to the Blade HQ, like new section, and then I just pulled out whatever I thought would be interesting and uh, to ask you. So this is the next one here. This is the Penionize exclusive Barlow, 279 bucks. You have Bowler M390. Uh, Micarta scales, 2.39 ounces. This is a small guy. You know Pena X series. They, uh, yeah. Pretty small, but uh, I do like the marriage of traditional and kind of like modern knife making in this. I've tried a few Penyak series and I like them. What do you think about this guy? I had like the first Penyak series. I don't know which model it was, but uh, it had, I think, uh, a pretty similar blade shape. Maybe not as exaggerated. It was more of a drop point. And uh, I was pretty taken aback by how thick these small knives are in hand. So they have yeah. like a very thick, I don't know if this is the same, but it has like a very thick 3D milled clip. Um, and all the scales and liners and backspace, everything is quite thick. Yeah, it has pretty much the same thing. And in the end, because it's pretty small, but kind of thick, it really didn't work out for me. And I haven't had any other uh, Pena X series knives after that. Just because I think it, in the end, it doesn't really come together really well. Uh, but in general, I like these traditional front flipper kind of knives. Uh, but I think the, the how you say the specs or the the overall dimensions doesn't really work out on most of these that I that I saw or handled. You know, um, so you're going dull on it then? Yeah. Okay, so for me, right, there is one thing that is absolutely dull or fucking sharp for that matter because when you have these knives open i did not like how sharp these micarta scales felt like near this locking point here 
Um, I just didn't like that part. Uh, I do like the knives, so I'm going sharp on this one. But that was one thing that I was like, man, this is like hurts. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I did like them though, because being a city dweller, uh, this is pretty much this one of the safest things you could carry. Like a cop is just. You know, yeah, it's not sure. going to shoot you for having a green card, basically. So uh, <laughs> if you get caught with this. But so sharp for me, dull for you. I'm going to go to the next guy here. Let me uh, load it up. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a funny one. <laughs> I've shown these on the show before, but they're what's new. So this this is the James Brand Redstone. <laughs> yeah, that's complete shit. We <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> we talked about that in the in the, uh, night, oh. the um YouTube, uh, Instagram chat. Yeah. These are just absolute crap. I, I don't know how they. But James Brand has some some hit and miss designs, but they are just always overpriced and never handled yeah. anything from them. Uh, but this is just wow. This is I don't even know what to think of this. You have scale options. Pure That's, vomit. Why did they decide on a partially serrated? Like you think? I mean, that's the the least problem of this knife, the partially serrated yeah. blade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this looks pretty bad. It's. I mean, it's it's just like one uh, folded over liner and then some glued on G10 and padded part spin blade. It's twelve C twenty seven for eighty nine bucks, man. Yeah, that's insane. It's like a hey, it's sixty dollar James Brand tax. There you go, one point ninety ounces. That's Pretty good. Yeah, of course it's gonna be light. There is just one <laughs> bended over liner and some G10. This is oh, this is terrible, man. This is terrible. Um, I haven't tried the uh the really expensive one that came out. I forgot what it's called. It was like six hundred bucks. Yeah, the the integral one. I also have not, but it's so overpriced. I mean, if you buy your stuff yourself, you can't really spent that money you could just burn it instead yeah i mean you know i talked to guys um not not in our chat but like i talked to other people sometimes and then they were like i guess they just have disposable income like that and they bought that knife and they were like oh i like it man it's pretty good you know like you know it's six hundred dollars down yeah it, it looks good I, there are some james brand designs that look kind of good and that have reasonable materials but they are just like always 60% too expensive for what they are. These are mm -hmm. This is like a an artisanal uh, mainstream kind of text thing like, uh, what does, does uh, Nick Shabazz always say? Like Shinola is like a brand in the US <laughs> that does like overpriced, marked up shit. Um, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I agree with you though. This is not, uh, this is not it for me. Um, this is the, the dullest thing. We yeah. have seen so far. For sure. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go to the next one here. I don't um, like to be so negative, but, but I just have you to know, be honest here. This show, like, we can be honest about things. You know, we're among friends. We're just being silly, and um, honestly, like, I, I was talking about this with a person last night where. They were, I don't, I'm not going to say their name because I don't want to single them out. I do like them quite a bit, but they're a smaller content creator. They were kind of like, um, they were like talking smack about a big content creator and how long they hold on to loaned knives, right? They were trying to say, um, I immediately in a day or two, a week maximum, will send this stuff to the, to the next person or whatever. Uh, he was talking about prototypes. 
And then I was like, you know, you have to focus more on your own YouTube journey and your own path, man. You know, because I used to do that. I would get jealous of people, you know, I'm like, oh, he's so much further than me. And um, I think it's a little bit of that. And then I told them, I was like, look, these guys with huge channels that are getting hundreds of thousands of views a day, it's a, it's, it, they're doing these companies a favor, man, by doing this stuff, you know? Um, it was just like an interesting thing. Like I had to point out because they're very, uh, I don't want to mention names, but we, we do know these people. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. that's also kind of hard to keep track if you get, that's why I don't really do loan stuff. I have like one store that I, that is here in Switzerland that I get like a six mm -hmm. or seven knives loaned in. And then I do just like overview videos and then I send them back, but I get pretty much leniency on how long I, I have them here so I can schedule them in because this is pretty much a hobby for me so I don't take any time away from work I work regular 100% like um, just every day just not the weekends if I don't I'm on call and uh, so I can't really do very scheduled things I can do videos if I get the time and if I don't I don't yeah. so I can't really do like people loaning stuff in uh, if they have to have the knife back in a specific time frame so and mm. if you have a lot of people loading stuff in, you just have to do one by one. And if you get lots of stuff in, like by one time, you just can't do everything at the same time if you want to do a real review and carry the knife for some time. So, correct. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I am part of a big pass around, uh, shout out to the Apex Pass Around group. Basically, I, I don't buy knives really, I, which is weird because, um, I think there is a different relationship that you have with something you have bought. So even, even once people give me stuff, right? When people give me stuff or donate stuff to the channel, there's a different feeling that when you get, you purchase a knife that you really like. Um, like this is the latest purchase I've made. And some people may think it's weird, but I stick to this price range quite a bit. And I got this for $53. And, you know, if you think about the $50 range right now, there's very like little interesting stuff going on there. So this is probably one of the most interesting things going on right now. But um, yeah, I feel like different, you know, like I want to carry this more and, uh, and things like that. But most of the stuff that I feature on this channel is, is loaned, donated, um, you know, companies have sent me to check out or something like that. And, and it, it's crazy that I can actually do this just by doing that. Cause you know, I'm broke as fuck, dude. I live in the Bronx and in like a, this room is actually very small. Like I could touch this. <laughs> a lot of people think that it's far away. No, man, it's this is how. Hey, it, it looks kind of far away. It's a nice perspective you're going on. Yeah. Like a huge studio there. Yeah. So you know, you know, we're not up to that point where uh, yeah, my wife and I are like like killing it yet. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah. So let's go to some more of the segments here. I have another knife for you. Um, let's see. This is the Best Tech Knives Nuke. And uh, you've got $297. I think this is a small one. 2.75 inch blade length with Bowler M390. It's a Warney. You've got titanium and G10. And let's take a look at the knife here and you can make your decision. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> say don't. Not, not not really something I uh, I think it, it's it's best tech to have some good quality uh, combo has that's a combo design right uh, let's find out 
Uh, it doesn't say, but I'm going to read on here. I don't think, you know what's crazy? That is a good guess if it would be a combo design, but it's not. I guess they Is just... there no like logo on the other side of the blade? Let's check it out. I don't see the other side. No. This looks very combo, but I don't see anything written here about the designer. Usually they will advertise that right away and they will have a thing here. Okay, <clears throat> but it looks combo-y to me. Yes. I think he has some he has some cool designs. Most of his stuff is super large, so not really interesting to me. But this um is like a small kind of chubby yeah. uh, blade. I was into those knives for a brief period, but now I just am really not into it. And for three hundred bucks it's kinda hard to to justify especially in this version i don't really like blacked out blades in general i just have very few of them and uh straight up any of these guys yeah of course there are like <laughs> eight million different variants available <laughs> which is a good thing I, I like if there is is like one one knife in a bunch of different flavors available mm -hmm. but I usually very seldom uh, go for straight up production knives by the by a um, brand like Riot or Best Tech mm -hmm. or Kaiser or like their own in-house stuff. This may yeah. be a combo, but he is like almost an in-house designer for for Best Tech at the, at this time. Yeah, um, I really I like these uh, like collaborations between uh, mostly Riyadh and some makers that do a real their own thing and they have like their own kind of mentality and, and character to them. But these kind of bland, mushy designs that are like their own in-house stuff, most of the times don't really uh, go well with me. I, I really rarely bought anything directly from Benchmade, uh, from, from Bestech or uh, or We or Civivi or guys like that. So you just like the collaborations mostly? Yeah. Like, for example, the Austin EDX by, by Ox Knives that yeah. came out recently. That's awesome. That's that was like in your, one of the best uh, things Riyadh has made. I'm just going to get it. That was in your uh, uh, Knives of the Year, right? Yeah. This one. Oh, wow. <clears throat> This is just pretty awesome. Wow. That is awesome. How much was that? Um, 340 with the micarta, a little bit less with G10, a little bit more with carbon fiber. So it's certainly also up there in terms of price. But I think in this package with a great design by That's Eric beautiful. Ox, it's uh, still a bit overpriced, I would say. Like 290 or something would be perfect. Uh, but I wasn't hesitating buying this also because these is, these are like kind of limited. A couple of them are still available on the uh, Oxworks uh, website, but wow. this is a knife uh, I will keep for quite a long time. And I think you will have much more fun with something like this in comparison to the one you showed uh, before. <laughs> I'm going to show this right now, actually. Let's see. So we're going dull on this guy here. The best Unfortunately, technique. another dull, yes. <laughs> no, it's okay. You know, that's that's what this segment is for. Like, we're able to talk freely about this stuff. I have a lot yeah. of production stuff on here because that's just what came out. 
And but but I have uh, I have to say you you will get a bit jaded when you have uh, when you are a long time in the game and you saw yes. all of the same things. If you come in into the knife game and that's the first knife you show, you think it's completely awesome, and at mm -hmm. that point it certainly also is. But if you have handled a bunch of different things, it really takes more to wow you. But I'm really also liking some budget stuff like the the Quist uh, variant PE or. Yep. Something interesting in the $50 range from a new company I haven't heard of before is the Petrified Fish Scout, yeah. which is a three-inch front flipper that has very impressive action, 14C28 and blade steel, and runs $42 directly from the maker. Wow. Which is pretty impressive. G10, liner lock, bearings, small little clip. Mm -hmm. Very, other, very uh... neat thing. There was another budget thing that I uh, saw recently called Migaron Knives. Have you ever heard of that? They yeah, have they have some kind of a front flipper now, but I think that's more expensive. Um, I saw some pretty cool stuff from them. Uh, I have their Instagram pulled up here. Let's do this real quick. <clears throat> All right, and here we go. So you've got Migaron Knives. And yeah, that's the front flipper I'm talking about, but yeah, I think that's more the, expensive. It is. Yeah, it is. I've tried some of the budget ones. Let's see if I can get to it. Uh, <clears throat> I tried this one right here. This is pretty nice. I actually got this taken away at a comedy show. <laughs> so I went to uh, see uh, Tim Dillon at the Beacon Theater. And normally comedy shows like smaller clubs don't have metal detectors, but this is a theater. And I was about to get, go in, right? And this wasn't. this isn't my knife, actually. It, this was Backpack B's knife. He, he loaned it to me. And I had to throw it away, bro. I had to throw it in the garbage. And then later when we got out, we tried to like look in the garbage, but they said we changed it several times already. And I was like, fuck. Damn. Yeah. But what's what's awesome is like this is why the knife community is the best because what ended up happening was Neve's knives said, Hey, I have the same exact model and same exact color. Like, I'll just give it to you for free. And I gave that one to Backpack B. And I'm like, I don't really know a lot of communities that would do that. Where it's like, you have this, you know, network of your people or whatever. And then they just fucking just give you a knife that you had to throw away in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Eugene Kwan gave me a KUF V3 but from Liang Ma. Because I said I never had a Liang Ma before. And he loaned me some. And then he's like, just keep the KUF. And I was like, dude, that's like 300 bucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's there's a lot of that in the in the knife community, but mm -hmm. I think that's also why it's kind of vulnerable to scammers, and that's why yes. you have the occasional um, like rumbling about some guys that that ripped some other people off, but that dies down, and then you have like a year that's pretty pretty mm -hmm. chill, and then something else comes up because everybody forgot that they got scammed the last time. So that's certainly. There are a lot of very genuinely good people, but these people also tend to be a little bit uh, easily gullible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, the craziest story that I've heard, I forgot who, someone posted this on Instagram, um, someone that I follow, I forgot who it was, but basically they had like a custom CRK Sabenza 21, right? And some guy from like Canada or something like wanted to buy it and he said like 425 or whatever. And um, the guy said, uh, I want to pay you in money order. And, you know, people in the knife community are so trusting and whatever. He sends the knife without receiving the money order. Okay. That's. Yes. Um, yes. Not I that know. 
Smart. I know. <laughs> Not that smart. <laughs> so he d- doesn't get the money order. He's like hitting the guy up and the guy like blocks him. Right. Now, um, like I think like a few weeks later, some other guy messages him and he goes, hey, man, I think this guy in Canada is trying to sell me your knife. Like I saw what you posted and like, you know, is this yours? And he sends the picture and it's the same, you know, custom. He had some mods on it and stuff. So he knew that's exactly what uh, his Sabenza. And the guy was like, oh, you know, um, I bought it from this guy already. Like, I'll, I'll sell it to you for like three something, like $300, whatever it was. And this dude is like, I, I don't know if he actually paid the money or not. I think he did. <laughs> and then, and then um, the guy who pretended to be a person who bought his knife was actually the original guy that scammed him. And was like, yo, you're never getting it. Started dropping the F-bombs, you know. And I don't mean fuck. Like, he was saying, he was calling him, like, the F-word and all that. And, like, just berating him, like, in these DMs. And I'm like, that is the worst case. Of course, definitely not smart to, you know, not take payment first. You know, get PayPal or something. Like, you know what I mean? Anything. Yeah, sure. But, um, it, you know, crazy story, though. Like, a guy pretends <laughs> to be a different guy. Yo, yeah, but that's just the the woes of the internet. It's probably yeah. also if you buy and sell other things, you just have to do like your basic um, common sense things. So you do, don't send stuff until you get the money. You kind of <laughs> vet the people as far as you can before you sell something to them. Uh, you ask for vouchers. But of course, it's not nothing is 100% safe. And you have to keep mm-hmm. in mind that you could lose uh, those uh, knives or whatever you're, you're selling there. Uh, and that's why this kind of needs to stay a hobby and you cannot really, um, as as far as I'm concerned, you cannot really base your whole kind of livelihood in this hobby and like buying and selling knives. It's just too unsafe yeah. or un- unstable, I would say. I do think that um, becoming a quote unquote uh, knife YouTube influencer is becoming more of a realistic thing than when we even when I first started, I mean, you've been around for nine years. When I started four and a half years ago, I was like, are these people making money? But uh, there's so many people like kind of earning a, you know, a living actually. Um, uh, just making like thousands of dollars a month. Just fucking <laughs> talking about knives. It's crazy. Um, the next uh, Sharper Doll we've got here. This is the uh, an interesting one for me. This is the Kaiser Mini Sheepdog um, CPM 10V. And you've okay. got um, my card. Hold on, I don't know why my mouse is not working. My card is scaled, 2.54 ounces. Uh, the Kaiser Mini Sheepdog was a big hit when it first came out. This is the non-flipper version from what I see, right? Yep. Yeah. So wanted to know your take on it, sharp or dull. You're looking at 84 bucks. That's pretty cool. I'd say I don't like this particular version of the black and blade. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really familiar with 10V. Is that like a supercharged version of 3V or is that a, a stainless steel or not? I'm I'm not even sure. Oh yeah, they're all black blades. Actually, I was trying to uh, entice you with a different color combination. <laughs> but I, I would go I would go uh, sharp on this. I think the yeah. price is good. I like the smaller. Uh, beefy blades from time to time the handle mm-hmm. looks really uh, ergonomic i think it has a loop over clip from what i saw before and uh, oh, i never yeah. had actually a um 
um, a mini sheepdog before, but that's ah. a bit like the Pilar or like yes. the Ace Rift that I really like, and I think that could be a good one. The Riv is nice. I, I got to try that one. Um, it's really nice. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I I have the original mini sheepdog um, in G10, and it doesn't have this clip. This clip looks pretty awesome, <laughs> like compared to the other one. Uh, so and we're going I like sharp that it's on this. Flipper. That's nice. Yeah. Yes. Are I would you... prefer the Riv if it hadn't the flipper. Ah. Do you? Um. What do you prefer actually? Like deployment mechanism. Like, what's your favorite? Yeah, that's all. I'm really into front flippers mainly. So that's the latest one mm -hmm. I got. This is the newer uh, Burger Urban EDC. Oh, so nice. Wow. And that is also amazingly ergonomic for the super small kind of size it has, which is pretty hard to pull off. So primarily, I would say front flipper just because it's fun to manipulate. It hides away when it's open. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't get any in the way in cutting or just in holding and manipulating the knife. Yep. Um, but in terms of like traditional opening methods, I kind of prefer some studs or like slot style yeah. slots or holes like this. Something cool. you can access from both sides with the middle finger as well as the thumb. Uh, and yep. flipper is like my least um, favorite one. But if it's done right, it's of course also... Uh, pretty amazing. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I was getting really tired of titanium frame lock flippers in 2021. I was like, I don't just don't want these right now. You know, I was getting a bunch of G10 in my car to stuff. Wow, that's that one is different, though. I mean, come on. You had to work yeah, the, but it has a pretty large mm. and unsightly flipper tap. But here it kind of works. I just... Yeah. Uh, I can't fault the drifter for its fugly flipper tap. Wow, that looks it's so just, cool, man. <laughs> especially in this version, I absolutely love how it came out with the Zerk um, pivot collars, backspacer, and clip. Wow. That's incredible, man. Yeah. I mean, people are just crazy about, like, like skiff stuff. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but, but they uh, are really impressive. Yeah, I've never tried one. I mean, I don't, I don't even want to borrow any from like my friends or anything. I'm like, bro, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to ship that to me, dude. You know what I mean? But that's, that's the only design I really like. I don't like the other drop point designs. They just look mm -hmm. a little bit odd to me, but I think the Drifter is just really well balanced in terms of the wow. overall design. So cool. Like very geometric looking. Um, I like it. I like it, man. Uh, but yeah, I'm super scared when people are like, oh, I'll, I'll loan you my Shiragorov. I'm like, shut up, dude. <laughs> Don't send that to New York, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, so this is the Kaiser Mini Sheepdog. We are going sharp on this. Yeah. Both of us. Uh, let's see what else I have here. I think I have one more, then we're going to get into the versus segment. Uh, okay, here we go. Let me share this real quick. So this is the QSP Penguin, which was a big hit for them in the budget realm. It's $32. This one has that shredded carbon fiber stuff. Um, it for is $32? Wow. Yeah, so it is a, from what I've read, I think it is... A laminate? Yes, it's on G10. So okay. not, you know, it's still pretty nice for 32 bucks though. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I mean, if it was a, a Spyderco, you'd pay like 200 for it with G10. <laughs> Carbon fiber laminate. I know, right? Um, you know, surprisingly, I did not think I would like this knife. Um, and then one was sent to me. 
And I think that one was like 20 bucks, 20 something. And I was like, it had like the exactly cool. the same clip, like the QSP here. <laughs> if you show the clip, it's yeah. like identical. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, noticed shit. that. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, I, I'm going to go sharp on this, man. Yeah, for 32 bucks, it's D2, right? It's D2, yeah. If it was 14C, it would be even nicer, but D2 is fine for that kind 14C, of money. 14C, what do you think it should cost? Like 45? Yeah, 40, 45, yeah. yeah. Not it 70. would probably cost like 60, though. That's what I'm seeing lately, and that's why I brought up the 14C28N before. Yeah, I was like, they're just expensive now. Like, I don't understand. They used to be so cheap. Yeah, I think that the prices of knife steels are very much arbitrary in terms of the finished model. I think it's not really connected to the additional price in terms of machining and real steel price. It's just what they actually can get out of it and how much perceived uh, improvement it is for the for the buyer. And they probably kind of evaluated that 14C28 and is a big upgrade for most people so they can charge more but i don't think it's, it costs more now and i'm pretty disappointed last year crkt has done a lot of things in some better steels but this year they kind of went back to 4.4116 and yeah. 8cr they have some cool yeah. designs as like every year but mm -hmm. it's really hard to recommend them or to really uh, be excited about them if they just keep the same steels every year while the whole knife market is evolving and giving you better and better steels for lower and lower costs. So that's a bit sure. of a disappointment for this year's release. Yeah, I mean, some of these, uh, you know, uh, Chinese OEMs and these Chinese makers are like, yeah, here's M390 for 95 bucks. Like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty insane. Um, yeah, but both of us sharp on the QSP Penguin. Yeah. The new one uh, with the... Uh, Car shred carbon fiber laminate i think it's what it's called um but we do have another segment here for you so this is a segment i like to call verses i'm going to show you a picture or a series of pictures where you're going to decide what path you're going to take all right <clears throat> so you have to carry one brand of knife for the rest of your life okay so is it going to be Spyderco, Benchmade, or Zero Tolerance Knives? You have to choose one of these brands, and you have to carry only that brand forever. You do get a choice of the entire catalog of these guys, so um, that might be kind of cool, but you do have to choose one of these. So it's not ZT? It's one of yeah, the... it is ZT. It's ZT, yeah. It's not ZT. Oh, it's, it's not ZT, okay. No, no. It's one of the top, top two. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to decide because I... Normally, the, the like the regular kind of in-house Spyderco designs, I'm not a big fan, but they got some really cool collaborations. But for the standard kind of catalog, I probably would go Benchmade just because they have the more toned down, slimlined overall yeah. knives. Um, so I would go Benchmade probably. Good. That's a great choice, actually, because I think it's more suited to... Uh, your taste, actually, your recent taste. If you, if I look at the, some of the knives on the table, just very sleek stuff. Uh, most yeah, of the I like there. more like this stuff instead of mm -hmm. the super broad stuff in your, in your pocket that is really like because of the, the thumb hole. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I definitely my taste is definitely changing. Even though I just showed that fucking <laughs> Williamson Copenhagen ready. <laughs> <laughs> I usually like smaller. Like stuff, you know, like like the Wii Schism or something. My wife uh, bought this for me. Uh, yeah, that's a cool I, I one like, from Wii. Yeah, I like the smaller stuff. Um, I have the Arrow Mini here. 
This is like I bought this from Love Them Knives a long time ago. Yeah, that that's cool. I actually wanted to get some of those as well, but I kind of never followed. It's so them. hard to get, man. Um, at yeah. that time, I didn't realize that, but I could just never find it again. The, the ex bought this one, and the wife. Bought this one. Yeah, I started my channel with a different girl, and I remember when Kelly started showing up, they were like, "Hey, is that the same person?" <laughs> It's hilarious. Um, so you're gonna go benchmate on this? I would, man. I don't know. I, I would. It's tough for me because I'm still kind of like in my like trash knife stage, I guess. <laughs> so I actually like a lot of the older ZTs, you know, like some of the chunky, like tanky stuff that doesn't make sense. I do enjoy those. I don't like their later models as much. Um, but if I had to choose, I I would probably say the safe choice is benchmate. Yeah. Um, I think I for most people, it would be Spyderco. I think if you yes. ask 90% of the people that are into knife reviewing, it would safe be Spyderco without any kind of... Maybe Metal Complex, it would be ZT. No, he would but, just put Hinderer in there, even though it's not a choice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he loves ZT. Um, but yeah, you're right about that. Probably would be Spider-Co for most people. Um, I have some non-knife-related stuff here, just to close the show out, of course. Sure. To keep things fun and light. Um, you have to choose between being stuck in the ocean with Jaws or in a nightmare with Freddy Krueger. No, uh, the second one, Freddy Krueger. Freddy? I, I really hate the idea of being in the water with some predatory fish <laughs> chasing you. I think that's the craziest thing you you, you could come by. I actually went diving. Uh, mm -hmm. I did my open water diving license uh, this year. And uh, when you're in there, you, you kind of uh, have that out of your head. But when you think about it, uh, it actually kind of creeps you out. I also did mm -hmm. uh, the year back, we did uh, diving, uh, not diving, but swimming with... Uh, dolphins in yeah. uh, in Mauritius and then you are really in the in the um, act of just swimming with the dolphins that are wild and just in that cove but if you realize if you look down and there's just it's just very dark you don't see anything there could be anything down yes. there and if they just mistake you for a dolphin or anything they just bite a piece off of you so I'm, I'm really really Choosing the second one there. <laughs> yeah, I, I've said this so many times, and this joke is pretty much dying on the show, but I watched Jaws just way too early. I think I was, uh, it was in the 80s, and um, uh, was it 80s? When did Jaws come out? No idea, but probably 80s. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was too young, so I was born in 1987. So I think when Jaws came out, I must have been not too, not 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 that old maybe like five or something um i'm sorry 1981 not 1987 what am i talking about this is the sick brain i have day quill coursing through my brain and um <laughs> but yeah i just watched jaws too early that even when i go into let's say a swimming pool and i just hear like the bubble sound and stuff like i get freaked out i still do it <laughs> i still swim in the ocean I, I went to hawaii recently and i swam in the ocean but you know, I definitely get freaked out, but I'm just fascinated and like frightened of the ocean. Like it's like crazy. Um, but yeah, so you're going uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh, of course, me. I'm gonna do Freddy all day long. <laughs> like I'm yeah. not gonna look at this picture. <laughs> yo, I'm out, yo. Um, and we got the last uh, verses here. Is it the last one? Yeah, it is. So I always ask this these uh, uh, guests this: if you were gonna be on one of these reality TV shows, Naked and Afraid or Alone. Um, you, you have to do it, right? So you have to choose one. 
I really I don't know what alone is all about. You're kind of okay. stuck in the in the. I'll, I'll I'll tell you. So naked and afraid. Do you know what naked and afraid is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you get nude. You're stuck on an island with another person. Um, definitely feels more scripted to me than alone. So alone is literally they put like ten badass survivors. I'm talking about like this is the Olympics of survival. You know, these guys are so good at what they do. And they put them in like the Arctic or wherever it is, you know, it could be a, a really hot tropical environment or like fucking Alaska or something. And there's bears, there's wolves. And these guys are not followed by a camera crew. They are the camera crew. They, they use a GoPros on their head. They do all this stuff. So a little bit less scripted. Also a lot more money. Um, the winner of Alone gets a million bucks. Uh, okay. I'm afraid I think you get five grand in like brand deals or something. But um. <laughs> You know, so there's definitely plus sides because alone is much harder. I think uh, they give you 10 items to bring and you have to catch your own food and all that stuff. Now, in Naked and Afraid, I think it's a little more scripted. Um, you get two items, survival items. and yeah, But you don't know, though. You might get stuck with a hottie, like on an island. You know, you guys are both nude. <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely pluses to both sides. I do think I would say Naked and Afraid is easier. But, uh, you know, I wanted to know, like, which one you would do. I would probably do alone. But what happens? How do you how do you kind of get out of it? So if you is there like a safe word or how do you? Yes. You, you do just have die a and then you're, you're done. <laughs> you just find your <laughs> they just find your body eaten by bears. Yeah. Um, oh, both shows one, have one a walkie. He's probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> both shows have a walkie, right, where you could tap out. Right. Um, the thing with alone is. You're you're like isolated, man. You're isolated. Uh, I do think it's a cooler show. My wife and I watch it. It's so much cooler. Naked and Afraid is like cool sometimes. But um, I would probably, I just don't think I would make it in Alone, man. It's so hard. Like what they go well, you, you don't need to. You can't step up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. So the one that we're watching is 100 Days, right? And um you won't even know if you are winning or not. You don't know when people are tapped out. They just come get you. So uh, one of the seasons that I watched, the guy early on bagged a moose, like early. So he had he had all this moose meat, um, but some of the fat off of it, uh, a wolverine like stole it. So this guy, even though he had all this protein source, right, he was getting really skinny. And um, they almost tapped him out. And the very last day, he's the one that won. Um, he thought he was getting tapped out because the, the crew was there. And his wife just jumps out and, you know, he knows that he won. That's basically how they tell you. They bring your loved one <clears throat> to come get you. And I'm like, bro, I had a, pff, 100 days in a, like Alaska? I don't know, man. Yeah, I also don't think I would ever make it. But I would like to try if I had to one of those. I would do the more realistic or yeah. real one instead yeah. of the like um, the, the naked and afraid. It's like a <laughs> bachelor just without clothes and without <laughs> some of the uh, animals. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, that's amazing. I'd probably do naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for doing the show, man. Time has Thanks for flown having me. by. Uh, it was a lot of fun to talk to somebody. Um, that's in Switzerland, actually, which is uh, I've never had a swiss person on here before yeah it's always the first time and i would <laughs> love to go to uh to um 
Hawaii as well, but it's like two days of travel from here to Hawaii. So it's pretty uh, involved. You have to go for at least three to four weeks. So it, it's, yeah. it's really making sense. Mm -hmm. I When mm -hmm. I go to the Philippines, it's like a 21-hour flight, basically. It's an 18-hour flight, and you probably lay over in Korea or something. And then it's another three hours. And I've done that so many times. Um, no, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. So going to Hawaii was like a piece of cake, kind of. It's just planes are smaller. So I was like, this sucks. You know? <laughs> but so for, for, for the U.S., you had a pretty long travel since you're from New York, right? So I came from New York. I think the total uh, flight time was 18 hours, but the layover was brutal. So my wife, um, like, as soon as we landed uh, back in New York City, two days later, she booked tickets to go back already. That's how much she loved it. She's like, we're fucking moving there, dude. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> take it easy. Um, so we're going back in May. Uh, but the first time we flew there, it was uh, there was a layover in Denver, right? We took American Airlines or US Air, United Airlines. So I don't know what it, what it was. but So there's a layover in Denver. And it was the layover was already four hours. And then it got delayed by two more hours. So I was in Denver for six hours in the airport. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah, so the, the the Hawaii Air one, uh, you're basically going straight there, and uh, it's weird because it's like I think I want to say it's like 13 hours straight, and then going back, it's faster. It's eight hours. I, it yeah, that's sense. probably like a jet stream kind of yeah. thing. Um, but uh, yeah, totally awesome having you on the show, man. Everybody follow follow Treddy on the YouTube and on Instagram, and put it, the links in the description. And uh, just thank you so much, man. This is your boy, Ray and Treddy. This is the Everyday City Carry saying, P. This podcast is brought to you by A-List CBD and A-List Unlimited. Now, are you tired of looking for CBD products and you're like, what is this even? I don't know what this is. And you want to go to a place that has trusted people that have tried all this stuff. Most of the products are third-party tested, and they are fourth-party tested by us. You can get things like these CBDZ gummies. Basically, it's going to help put you to sleep, man. If you're having a hard time sleeping, you can use these. It's got melatonin as well as CBD. It's basically a knockout combination, and you can uh, take this pretty much every night. I've sold this to a bunch of people already, and people really respond well to this product when it comes to insomnia. Look at that girl. She's sleeping real good. Look at them. Sleeping real good, guys. What other products can we take a look at? Let's say you want a pain topical, something simple, something you were just going to slap on the skin or an affected area and get relief. CBDMD creates these products. You've got the Recover line. You also have the Freeze line, which is a roll-on. And you have sprays as well. You just spray it on the painful area and you're good to go. I am currently using the CBDMD Relieve Spray right now. I use it for my lower back. You know, your boy works out all the time. A lot of lower back stuff going on there. And one day I put that thing on, you know, thinking like it's fine, Right. You know, take work out, take a shower, and I put some more on, and then I had to work. Dude, I think I put too much on, and uh, I scratched my back at work. I had an itch there, and I couldn't feel my skin. So, I mean, it did feel good because it relieved my lower back pain, but I probably didn't need that much. This stuff is extremely powerful. You can also follow us on Instagram. We post content daily, sometimes informational, sometimes a little bit silly, like this thing right here. I mean, look at this guy. Just looking at products, he seems 
might, it might look familiar to you. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, we always post like sales and things like that. So definitely check us out on the Instagram. Uh, let me see if I can find that spray for you right here. Is this the one? Yes, this is the lidocaine spray right here that I was talking about earlier. This is crazy good. It's about $44.99 at our shop right now. Uh, we do ship priority, so it's a minimum of $8.50 shipping. And if it fits in a small box, it's like $8.50. But this is a really good product right here, guys. Definitely follow A-List CBD on Instagram. A-List Unlimited is our other shop. Uh, this is the one that the Kelly is at. So if you're fans of her, definitely uh, hit this one up on the gram, A-List Unlimited. There, um, look at their store. Very, very cool stuff here. You got like little signs and things. Very homely feeling place, in my opinion. You got Rise Vegan Caramels. That's from 7th Hill. Those will help you get focused. These help you go to sleep. Buy 25 worth. Get three, one, three for free. I bundled that up. Sorry for messing up that ad. I hope they still... Uh, sponsor the show. Uh, but this is their store, basically. They're a little bit more focused on CBD. That's their main thing. But they also have like really cool like grocery type items. Here we have some wrapping paper and things like that. We have some uh, CBG and CBD smokes. If you're trying to quit smoking, this is a good place to start. I know a lot of people that have switched to this completely. Um, they're $14.99 each. And basically, um, there's no nicotine or tobacco in it. It's just CBD or CBG. So just hemp in it, guys, which is pretty cool. And yeah, just follow A-List Unlimited on the Instagram. Yo, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments.